Matthew chapter 28, and we'll begin reading with verse 18. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, we have pointed out to you the word power there is rendered authority in most translations. So Jesus, after his resurrection, declared that all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So there is a connection between heaven and earth. And we as believers can make that connection and we can exercise our authority in the earth. Now, Jesus said, first, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then in verse 19, he said, go you therefore and teach all nations. So he delegated authority to his disciples and, of course, as well to all believers. Go you therefore, because I have all authority, I want you to go and teach all nations. So not only in Las Vegas, but in Nevada and in the United States and in every nation of the world, we have authority as believers in Jesus Christ. And he said, all authority is given unto me, and I want to delegate that to you and said, and said, now you go, praise the Lord, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, amen. So not only did Jesus uh, delegate authority, he said, I'm with you, I'm backing you uh, 100%. So we can exercise authority as believers here in the earth today. Now, if you would, please, just go on over to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16 and verse 18. Here again, Jesus speaking, he said, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, hell is against the church, but it shall not prevail against the church. So the church uh, must have some authority if the gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. Actually, Amplified says won't hold out against the church. So we, the church, the body of Christ, should be making a forceful advance. We shouldn't be always retreating and hiding out. No, we should be making a forceful advance into this earth making a difference in the world that we live in. So he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And then in verse 19, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 28, he said, all authority is given unto me where? In heaven and in earth. Then he says here, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So heaven can be expressed down here. Some of God's uh, heavenly goods and heavenly power and display uh, can be manifest here in the earth. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, what did Jesus say? He said, pray this way, our Father which art in heaven. One of the things he said is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, what? As it is in heaven. So something on the earth can experience something from heaven. 
or someone on the earth can experience someone from heaven. Praise God. So he gives us here the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he said, whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So if you're operating the keys or utilizing the keys of the kingdom of heaven, then whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. It sounds like you have authority, doesn't it? Again, whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound where? In heaven. And then he says, whatever you or whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So what we do on the earth affects what heaven wants, wants to do and can do in the earth. I said, what we do on the earth affects what heaven wants to do and what heaven can do on the earth. So God wants to back us, but he needs our human cooperation. He wants to do things in our lives, but he needs our cooperation with him. And he said, whatever we bind on the earth. 20th century says, whatever we forbid on the earth. Then Moffat's translation says, whatever we prohibit on the earth. Whatever we prohibit on the earth will be prohibit, prohibited in heaven. Whatever we forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Now then, whatever you loose, uh, 20th century says, whatever you allow. Uh, then Moffat's translation says, whatever you permit. So whatever you allow on the earth, he said, will be allowed in heaven. Now, does that mean that if you sin on the earth that God's going to uh, have some sin up in heaven? No. It simply means that if you will take your authority on the earth, then heaven will back you. If you bind it on the earth, heaven will bind it. Praise God. Now, he didn't say whatever heaven binds in, uh, whatever God binds in heaven, uh, then that'll be bound on the earth. He didn't say that. Because when Jesus left this earth, first he said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then he said, you go therefore. So he delegated authority in the earth to you and to me. And he said, if you will bind it on the earth, I will bind it in heaven. If you won't allow it, I won't allow it. Do you realize that if you choose the sin, God will allow it? If you choose to do anything, God will allow it because he's given you a, a right to choose. He won't override your will. Now, he'll try to help you and certainly do things to help you come to, to your senses and come to an understanding, but he's not going to violate your will because he's given you a choice, hasn't he? And so we can exercise our authority in the earth, and heaven will back us. Whatever we bind, we'll be bound. Whatever, whatever we loose, we'll be loosed. Now, here he says that I'll, I'm giving you the keys. Everybody say keys. Well, keys is plural, so there must be more than one key. So I'm going to give you a few keys this morning, keys to your authority. Now, the first key we want to look at is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ is a vital key to you exercising your authority as a believer. Let's look over at Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, and it says in verse 
6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, because Jesus humbled himself and was obedient unto the death of the cross, it says, wherefore, so there's a connection. There's a connection between his humbling himself and becoming obedient to the Father's will and going to the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and hath given him a name which is above every name. Praise God. Given him a name which is what? Above every name. And everything has a name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Now, the Amplified Bible says every knee must bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. So things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, Rotherham's translation says for that, where it says things or beings. So we do have to contend with evil spirits in this world. Do you understand? There are devils, there are demons in the earth. One devil, actually, and many demonic spirits. But thank God, Jesus Christ has conquered them. Jesus has stripped them of their authority over your life. But also you must realize if you do not exercise your authority over demonic spirits, then they will overrule your life because you have to exercise your right of authority. Now, he said again, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So God backs you, but it's not an automatic. Just because Jesus has already spoiled principalities and powers and defeated them and placed them under his feet, you still live in this world, and there are still demons in this world. And so the devil is a thief, he's a liar, he's a robber, he's uh, come to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you don't exercise your authority, he'll do those things in your life. But if you do exercise your authority, you have the authority and the power to resist him. Shut the door on the devil. Don't give him any place in your life. Now that implies you can either give him place Ephesians 4 says, neither give place to the devil implies you can give him place or you can choose to resist him. James 4, 7, what? Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will what? Flee from you, which implies you have the authority to resist him. And also implies if you don't resist him, he's not going to flee. Correct? So then... We have more authority as believers than we have taken a right to or taken our place in. If we don't take it, if we don't stand up to the devil, then he'll run over us. If we don't stand up to our flesh, then your flesh will run over you. If you don't stand up to the world, the world will run over you. The spirit of Antichrist that's in this world will run over you. But if you'll stand up and take your place of authority, then you can exercise your authority over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. Now he says that things in heaven, in earth, and under the earth, or heaven, earth, and hell must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Which means that that name is high above what? Every name. And that, the, that name, when spoken by a believer, has authority to say no to the devil. You have authority to say no to your flesh. If your flesh is wanting to control you, and it does. Or you can say no to someone else's flesh if they want to control you. Absolutely. You have the right. You have the authority as a believer to resist the world, the flesh, and the devil. So take your right. Take your place as a believer. Again, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank God Jesus is Lord. You need to often say Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. He is Lord. I acknowledge his lordship in my life. So that means my flesh is not Lord. That means the devil is not Lord. That means the world is not going to lord it over me. Praise God forever. Now let's go to Mark chapter 16. We'll look at verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that what? These signs shall follow them that believe. So he didn't say these signs will follow the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. He said, these signs shall follow any believer, anyone who believes. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall exercise authority over demons. Believers. So you don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to live oppressed by the devil. Now, I've had all three. Just being honest, I've had all three. As a teenager, the devil attacked my mind. You know, there was uh, uh, people on both sides of my family uh, that were in mental institutions. Same devil come to visit me. Same spirit wanted to destroy my mind. But you know, Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. Thank God. But I can tell you, it took more, I thank God, for people that prayed for me because it helped me brought deliverance to my life but it took more than that I had to find out that I had authority over the devil myself and as a teenager I read the authority of the believer by dad Hagen brother Hagen and I saw that I had authority I saw that I could take authority I could resist the devil for myself praise God thank God for other believers Thank God for agreement in prayer. Thank God for people that can help you when you need help. But I'm, I want to also admonish you to be diligent in the Word and take authority yourself. Because if you can take authority in your own life, then you can help somebody else. Praise the Lord. Take authority. Be bold against the devil because he's a liar. He's a thief. He's a robber. But Jesus came to set you free. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, 
If you'll continue my word, then then, uh, you'll know the truth. And the truth will what? Make you free. Make you free. But you've got to continue in the word. It's not enough to have heard the word. It's not enough to have known the word. You have to continue in the truth that you've heard, and you have to be a doer of the word on a consistent basis in order for you, your life to be consistent and your life to be consistently free. Praise the Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen? He said that these signs will follow those that believe. So any believer can take authority over the devil, can take authority over fear, can take authority over confusion or oppression or depression. Fears of the devil. Confusions of the devil. The Bible's clear. Oppression is of the devil. I could give you scriptures for all of them. Don't have time to, but they're all of the devil. And so in any case, when the devil comes against your mind or your emotions, you don't just let it linger. You don't just let the devil come with negative thinking. You got to control your thought life. And the way you control your thought life is you speak the word. Hallelujah. Go ahead and take authority over the devil and speak the word. But you do it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In my name shall they cast out devils or exercise authority over demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink what? Any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now remember in Luke, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power, authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said you tread on serpents and scorpions and over what? All the power of the enemy. Not some of it, but all of it. So you need to exercise your authority like you believe that. If the devil keeps pressing on your mind, hold fast to the word. Speak the word and speak it in the name of Jesus Christ. Be bold with the word that's in your heart. Be bold against the adversary of your soul. Be bold against the devil. Thank God for the word. Hallelujah. He said, you'll take up serpents. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So you as a believer have authority in your home to lay hands on your children. You as a believer have authority to lay hands on your husband or your wife in the name of Jesus and command sickness to get out of their body. Command weakness to get out of their body. Command disease to leave. Well, if you'll take authority in your own body and then take authority in others in your family and then agree, praise God, together with believers. Now, the authority is in you as a believer. God has invested in us authority. He's delegated authority. And if delegated authority does not take their place in the earth, then we will not enjoy the benefits of it. But you as a believer have every right to exercise authority over demons, exercise authority over your flesh. Hallelujah. Paul said, I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. Lest that when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Obviously, if he had to do it, you do. 
If he had to keep his flesh under, you do. Amen? So take authority over your own flesh, over your own mind, over your own thought life. Praise God. Take authority over sickness. We see here. Take authority over anything that is contrary to the will of God in your life and exercise your authority and you enjoy the blessings of the Lord in your life. Hallelujah to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Now, if you turn over with me to Psalm 138, Psalm 138 and verse 2. Now, we're talking about our keys of authority. Here we find in this verse another key to authority. In verse 2 he says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Now listen, we just read a scripture that said his name is above every name. And that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. So angels bow, men bow, demons bow. Praise God. The devil himself bows to the name of Jesus. And then God on top of that says he's magnified his word above all his name. One of the reasons that I endeavor as a pastor to continually get you to look at the Word is because this is the final authority in your life. You need to make this Word the final authority. Everything else has to go below this. If God said He's magnified His Word even above His name, then I can tell you everything else that His name is under the Word. And must, ex it must subject itself to the Word of God. Praise God forever. God's Word is the final authority. And if you'll make it the final authority in your life, then you'll find out you can live victorious over the world. You can live victorious over your flesh. You can live victorious over the devil. Victory is your right. It's been purchased by God through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is your right. In all these things, Paul said, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Praise the Lord. The Scripture says in Colossians 1, he's delivered us who hath delivered us from the power of darkness or the authority of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Well, then, if we've been delivered from the authority of darkness, why should we live under his authority? If we've been delivered... From his authority, we don't have to listen to him. We don't have to pay attention to him. And we don't have to give him too much time. The only time you need to give the devil is resisting time. Hallelujah. That's all, all the time you got for him. In your thought life, in your flesh, in your body, in your conduct, in your attitude, in any part of your life. The only place we're going to give the devil is a resisting place. In other words, I'm going to resist the devil. Now let's go over to Luke chapter 4. So the second key is the authority of the Word of God. Now we're talking about keys of authority. 
Now, you can have a ring of keys on your belt, but if you don't use them, you're not going to access a building, or you're not going to drive your car. You have to have keys to do a lot of things in life. And so if you will use the keys that God has given to you, then you'll enjoy the benefit of the authority that has been bestowed upon you. Now you're there in Luke 4, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, it's another thing that we ought to do, stay full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice he was full of the Holy Ghost before he got into temptation. Some people, I want to get full of the Holy Ghost when I get into temptation. No, you get full of the Holy Ghost before you hit the temptation. And then you'll win in the temptation. He says, being 40 days tempted of the devil... And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. So he's uh, gone for 40 days, and he's been without food. Well, you know, you could be kind of weak physically, right? He was hungry, and the devil said, and the devil said. So if you're wondering if the devil has anything to say in this world, you, you need to listen up right here because the devil said something. And, and sometimes we don't even acknowledge that the devil is around, but, you know, the devil does say things. Sometimes it's your flesh crying out. Sometimes it's your own natural mind, your own natural reasoning. But sometimes it's just the devil. And you need to be aware that he is a roaring lion or as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. Just don't let him devour you. Take your place. Amen. Take your authority. So he said unto Jesus, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Well, that's, you know, a good time to perform a miracle seemingly. You know, Jesus couldn't make that stone into bread. I mean, he is a miracle wor worker, isn't he? He multiplied the fish. He multiplied the loaves, didn't he? I mean, he calmed the waters when the storm was up. He did raise the dead while he was uh, on the earth, right? He did all kinds of miracles, right? Well, here in this case, the devil said, command these stones to be made bread. Well, Jesus responded to him in verse 4, and Jesus answered saying. Now that tells me you got to talk back to the devil. You don't win over the devil by being silent and trying to reason him away. He's a master at reason. He'll reason you right out of faith every time. But you got to speak up out of your heart. You got to speak boldly. Jesus responded by saying, It is written. Now, you got to do more than just say, It's written. You got to know what was written. You got to say, What was written? He said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, that scripture comes to my mind, you know, when. I worked in a grocery store as a teenager, you know, while I was in high school. And, and then 
uh, right after high school, the Lord, of course, had been dealing with me about the ministry and going to Bible school and preparing for ministry. And, and so, you know, they were really pushing me and wanted me to be a, a, a manager of a store. I mean, so they were pushing me. And uh, so I finally told the manager, you know, I'm leaving. I'm resigning because I really didn't want to be pushed into that because I knew what my goals were. I knew that I was called to the ministry, and so I just uh, decided, and I believed it was the will of God for a season in my life, to go ahead and, and quit that job. And uh, so I remember the last day I was actually fasting. I had so much joy. My goals, it'd be, it'd be a wonderful thing. I'm sure it's a great job, great opportunity. I was 19 years old, and, you know, they wanted me to manage and so they were pushing me through the different departments for training. And so uh, I just told the man, I've got to go. I'm leaving. And I was just going to work in construction for a season of time before I went to Bible school. So he started telling me, you know, you know uh, about construction work. It's seasonal. And he's trying to talk me out of it. You want to provide for your kids and your family. I didn't even have any kids. And... Uh, <laughs> But he was giving me this story because, you know, actually he somewhat identified with me. And, and uh, you know, his father died when he was young and my father died. And so he had kind of taken me under his wing, I guess, and, and uh, wanted me to succeed. So he was telling me all the reasons I wasn't going to succeed. Of course, I didn't really at that time, I wasn't ready to go to Bible school as of yet. So I, I wasn't ready to tell him what my goals were. Because then, of course, he'd probably try to talk me out of that. <laughs> and then the supervisor, he comes along, you know, and he wants to talk to me. And he's over, I don't know, 10, 15 stores. And he comes in and talks to me and wants to uh, bargain with me and talks to me about staying with the company, you know, and what I could do and how I could succeed. And, and of course, I'd already made up my mind. I already knew what God wanted me to do. And so... The last day I was fasting and I was just so happy. I was full of joy and I was working as hard as I'd ever worked. And most of the people around me thought I was nuts. This is your last day and you're working as hard as you always work? I said, yeah. This is my last day. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to walk out of here with integrity. And so, man, I had so much joy, but I remember that day. That scripture was just so strong on the inside of me. Man shall not live by bread alone. Because they were telling me, you know, what was going to happen in the future. You know, God did all right. Praise the Lord. God took care of me. Hallelujah. And so, uh, you know, that day, that scripture just rang so true. You know, when there's tests, whether it comes from someone, whether it comes from the devil, or whether it comes from your own flesh, you can speak the word. Hallelujah. And the word of God is alive. You have the power to resist the devil. And when you're doing the will of God and you're speaking the word of God, the devil doesn't have a chance to win in your life. Verse 5, it says, and the devil taketh him up. Well, that one didn't work, so he tried another one. The devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the moment of time. You know, in the natural it was quite enticing, you know, that I could, I could do that and I could succeed. 
and I could have a, a, a good career. But, you know, when the devil tries to steer you one way, now, for someone else that would have been fine, but not for me because God had called me to the ministry, and I knew what God had called me to do. For me to do that and keep on pursuing that, I, I might get locked into the system. So God wanted me to get out. It was just the right thing for me to do. Praise the Lord. And so the devil shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and the devil said, sometimes the devil shows you things. You, you just need to watch out for your own imagination. Guard your imagination. Guard your mind. Guard your thoughts. And, he, and the devil said, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. So the devil says, it'll all be yours. You know, the Bible does say he's the God of this world, you know. So it is a real temptation. It'll be given to you. If thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine. The devil made all the promises. If you'll do this, it'll all be yours. If you'll worship me. And Jesus answered and said, he didn't just stay silent. He didn't just look at the devil. No, he talked back to him. So the word of God, exercising your authority, saying what God said. So Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Him only. So I'm not going to serve the devil. I'm not going to serve my flesh. I'm not going to serve the world. I'm not going to serve the God of this world. I'm not going to serve uh, the spirit of this world. I'm going to serve God and him only. But you have to choose that. And the Word of God has to become the final authority in your life. Otherwise, all the temptations that hit your life, and they are many, but all the temptations that hit your mind and hit your life, you'll yield to them because you haven't made the Word the final authority. So it's a choice we need to make in our lives that we're going to let the Word of God be the final authority in our life and, and exercise the authority that's in the Word. Jesus spoke the Word. Get behind me. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now the devil's figuring this out a little bit. Every time I say this, he comes back with a word. So the devil says in verse 9, he says, He brought him up to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, there he goes again, and said, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. Now the primary way the devil talks to you is not in an audible voice. The primary way he talks to you is through your mind. And sometimes those thoughts may just be your flesh, your own lust, right? It may be uh, uh, just the spirit of the world that's around you. You get around certain people with certain spirits operative in their life, it starts getting on you. Or the devil, if he speaks, generally he speaks to your mind, your thoughts. That's why you have to guard your mind so carefully. Don't just think any thought. Don't just let it hang around. I mean, the birds of the air may fly over, but they don't have to poop in your hair. <laughs> and if they did, you'd clean it out. 
I mean, I was in one of the, one of the islands, you know, Caribbean islands. You know, we were having a nice vacation. But, you know, they eat in open air a lot. And so the birds just come in. They like some of the leftovers. And one gentleman, you know, he, he walked off and the bird flew right up in his plate. So don't leave your food there. You'll learn. One gentleman, you know, he was walking around, had poop on the back of his shirt. Well, I, I, I would, I would uh, if he'd have got close enough, I'd have told him. You know, if, if you had poop on your shirt, you'd want somebody to tell you, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to walk around all day with poop on you. Tell the truth. Yeah, but a lot of Christians, they're walking around, devils pooped all over their head. Go wash your hair. Clean it up. Amen. And so when, when the devil's messing with your mind, deal with it. Resist the devil. Glory to God. Talk back to the devil. Glory to God forever. So the devil said, if thou be the son of God, verse 9, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written. Oh, the devil said it's written. Do you know the devil can speak the Bible? You didn't know that, did you? So he thought, well, Jesus is saying what's written. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Do you know that is written? Verse 11, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. It's in the Bible, Psalm 91. And Jesus answering said, so Jesus still know, knew what to say. See, sometimes the devil can even twist the Bible. I've seen a lot of people get confused and get away from God, get all messed up because the devil twisted the Bible in their life. And they just fell for it because it was in the Scripture. Well, what about the rest of Scripture? You have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. You don't just take one Scripture out of context and just make it say anything you want it to say. So Jesus said, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. In other words, it just wouldn't be wise to go down to the stratosphere and ride the elevator up to the top and say, I believe in angels. <laughs> Get over to the edge and say, Lord, I just believe your angels are going to catch me. Jump off the side. You're going to be a spot. No angel's going to catch you. No. That would be tempting God. It's like John Osteen said. He went up on this high building one time, and he just was looking off the, uh, off the top of that building. And he said, right then, the devil said, jump. And he said, I mean, you know, he didn't have suicidal thoughts. And the, and, and the thought just said, jump. And he just turned. He said, devil, you jump. You know, sometimes we take the devil too serious. Just don't, just don't meditate on it. Say, no, you jump. You want somebody to jump? I'm not jumping. 
No, that would be tempting God. It's foolish. Amen? So he said, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. In every case, Jesus responded with the word, with the authority of the word, because the word of God holds within it the power to resist effectively the devil. Glory to God forever. Verse 13, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. So the devil left him. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. There went out a fame. Now let's go. One more scripture. Our third key is the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 12 and verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accused of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. And they overcame him. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. So they overcame the devil, the accuser of the brethren, by the blood of the Lamb. And what? The word of their testimony. So if you'll put the three together, take the name of Jesus, exercise your authority in the name, exercise your authority with the Word of God, and when the devil speaks to you, you talk back to the devil, and you say what God says rather than what you think or what your natural reasoning would say. You speak the Word of God and speak it with boldness. Don't just mess around. Just go ahead and say it boldly. Hallelujah. And plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your life every day. I say the blood of Jesus is over my life, over my family, over everything of the church. I'd say the blood of Jesus is over us. Praise God. Now, if you'll exercise your right of authority in the name of Jesus, in the word of God, and by the blood of Jesus, you can and you will overcome the devil. Hallelujah. Overcome the flesh. Praise God. Sometimes you have negative thoughts. You just say, thank God I just plead the blood over my mind right now. I plead the blood. I cover my mind in the blood of Jesus. Not going down that road, not even going to think about it. Hallelujah. I resist the devil in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I am a new creation in Christ. New creations don't act that way. I'm a new person. Hallelujah. So you can adjust and you can control your own flesh and you can take your authority as a believer in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, you can call on Jesus. You can call on him for your salvation. Salvation is a gift. It's not something you have to work for or you have to earn by your own merits. It's something that you receive by simple faith in the fact that Jesus died for your sin and that God raised him again from the dead. Just pray this simple prayer right now and call on the name of Jesus. Say, dear God, I believe in my heart 
that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for my sin, and that you raised Him again from the dead. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Friend, if you prayed that prayer today, you are saved. You're a child of God. God is your Father, and He has a great plan for your future. Give us a call today at the number on your screen. We want to send you a book free of charge with no obligation on your part. It's our desire to be a help to you in your spiritual life, and we believe the best years of your life are ahead. Do your prayers go unanswered? Do you feel disconnected from God? Pastor David Sheeran's Steps to Answered Prayer can help you better understand how to pray more effectively. This 4-DVD or CD set will help you reconnect with God through prayer and provide the steps to get your prayers answered. Buy now Steps to Answered Prayer for a gift of $24 for the CD set or $32 for the DVD set. You can order this product by calling 866-700-WORD or contacting us online at wordoflifelasvegas.com. Order now and see your prayers 